Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Deborah and Ashley from Home Designer Marketing, as well as Friday Marketing. They help home design professionals, such as interior designers, transform their businesses and brands to attract their dream clients, sell their projects for more, stay current online, and get their time back with automated systems. Between the two of them, they have over 40 years of award-winning design and marketing experience and absolutely love working with people who value design as much as they do. Deborah and Ashley have also been involved in the YouGurus community, the YouGurus family for many years. Uh, Deborah and I actually, we go way back in the, the business catalyst days. So you've been in and around our communities for, for many, many years. And it's my pleasure to welcome you both to the program. Thank you so much, Brent. We have loved like working with you and we just love being here. Thank you for having us. So, Deborah, before we we got on air, uh, what what any anything happened of interest today that uh, is maybe uh, something our, our listeners would, would be uh, excited about? Yeah, so I had three sales appointments, and two of them signed up with us, and then the two others we scheduled second meetings. Looks like they're going to go forward, but they just uh, need a little bit more time. So it was a pretty busy day, but an awesome day at the same time. Now, one thing, um, maybe you can just give us a high level. So obviously, uh, congrats on the sales. Love to hear about that. So, you know, thanks for starting the show strong with that. Maybe, Ashley, you can start off. What's your role in the business? What's your core focus? So I am the project manager. I'm also the integrator here. So I kind of, I call it just keep the ducks in a row kind of thing, whether it be with our business or with all of the projects. I think we all need an Ashley in our business. If that, if, if keeping the ducks in a row is not uh, describing how you normally work, I think that uh, we definitely, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of value to have somebody like yourself uh, keeping the trains running on time. So that's pretty awesome. And then Deborah, what's your core focus within the business? Um, I'm just going to add that Ashley is amazing and it's been such a journey to be, you know, in business with her. So that's been a huge win. Um, I'm the visionary, so I'm definitely the creative. I'm the one that comes up with lots of ideas. I do sales. I'm always questioning everything and trying to improve what we're doing. Ashley and I do have a really unique, well, maybe not totally unique, unique, but we're completely opposite types of people. So she is more of a checklist integrator and I am more of a creative visionary. So we're really at the opposite ends of the spectrum and we love it that way. 
One thing I find that's interesting about you two is your willingness to kind of jump in to the deep end of, uh, of your strategy and really get focused on something and go all in. Uh, and I'd love to kind of hear a little bit of that story on, on our podcast today. But, you know, for our listeners, uh, it's been really cool to watch you go after multiple niches. And I think that a lot of times people have this impression that they get, they've got to, you know, figure it out on their, their first go. They've got to get that first niche right. And, and there's a lot of fear and anxiety around choosing a market because we think, oh man, what if we get it wrong? What if we don't, what if we don't end up liking this market? So instead of going in and, and really making a go of it, we kind of sit on the, uh, you know, we sit on the, uh, the edge of the pool, so to speak, versus kind of jumping in with both feet. So talk to me a little bit about your first major niche focus before home designer marketing. What were you two doing? We had launched a niche, uh, solar energy marketing. So it was marketing for solar companies. We really picked it just because like, I'm really, I'm environmental. I like to be outside, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought that that was a good fit. Ashley and I had looked online and you know, viewed a lot of websites for solar companies that we thought were really bad. So we were assumed they needed a lot of help. And when we got into the market, they didn't really care about their marketing and their website because they could just buy online like leads from lead gen companies. So I would say a couple of things that we did is jumped into that niche. Yes, we went all in. So we did start up a whole new company. So we still had Friday marketing and solar energy marketing, which I think, you know, because we did that, it earned a lot of trust. We did go all in. Um, We did end up eventually, obviously going out of that niche and switching to a different one. But I don't regret at all anything that we did because we learned a tremendous amount. So like, I'm more of a person that wants to go all in because I do feel like you'll never get to that point of making a decision or moving forward unless you have enough data. Like I feel like going all in, you get to find out more about what's working, what's not working faster. Like I want to speed up the timeline and make decisions as fast as possible so we can find out if that's a good solution or a bad solution. And then from there, we can make a more educated decision to pivot. When you say you set up a business, was it actually a separate company or just kind of a a website kind of doing business as, you know, specifically focused on that niche? Because that's a really common question that we get is, you know, do we keep our main agency brand and website uh, and make it a landing page like within that site? Or do we actually create a whole new brand if we're going to go after a niche? Yeah, that's a really good question. And we did create a whole new brand. So new logo, website, the content actually took the content and kind of shifted it. So Google couldn't tell that it was really the same content. So we did that. We did set it up as a DBA under Friday marketing and that way we could keep all our billing and, you know, accounts and everything do one set of taxes. So financially it was all one business, but 
as you're looking at it online, it was really two. And having those two allowed us to um, have our messaging be really consistent across one brand versus the other. Um, I don't feel like we could have been as successful if we tried to just have a landing page up on Friday marketing versus having a whole separate rep- website for solar. And, and I remember, I mean, this is years ago now, but I mean, you went and you went to, you know, you got involved in some associations. You were, uh, uh, had a booth at a conference, I mean, multiple conferences. And you, I mean, talked with and kind of got you know, had conversations going with, I mean, dozens or more, I mean, maybe even close to a hundred different companies within this market within a very short period of time. Yeah. One event that we went to, we set up over 45 appointments just from that one event. And I would say the reason we were able to get so many appointments was because we were solar energy marketing. Everybody who came to us, like knew that our specialty was solar energy marketing, and we knew how to help them. So I'm a huge fan in actually setting up a second business because I feel like it builds a lot of trust. About a year ago in some change. So really, like I think it was like February or March or so of 2020, you decided to make a change. And I think this was something that had been in the works for a little while, several months you were thinking about making the change. And and I want to go through some of that story with our listeners around, you know, you'd been working on the solar niche for a couple of years. I mean, you had clients, you had traction, there was revenue there, but you know, it seemed like something was not clicking for you or you, it just doesn't seem like it was in alignment with you. Uh, what were some of those thoughts that you had when you started realizing, okay, this might not be where we want to spend the next three years in in terms of our our focus? Yeah, great, great question. I would say a couple of things. One, realizing our services weren't in alignment with their needs. So that is something that if we had done customer development interviews, like early on, we would have discovered that we you know, dove in and it was our first niche and we didn't have that experience. So our services are stronger in the branding kind of logos, websites, content, content strategy is really our superpower. And in the solar niche, what they really need is they need an agency that's great at doing online ads like Google social media ads, I think that that would have been a much better fit for them. So that was one thing. Our services weren't in align with what their needs were, even though I assumed and Ashley, both of us assumed that they were because we saw their websites were so bad, but they didn't really care about them because they just care about leads. The other part is that we just personally, like most of the people that are solar contractor, solar companies are contractors. They just weren't a good fit for us, like personality wise. You know, we just really wanted to work with people that really cared about design, that really were passionate about not only like the results, but I mean, they cared about the look and feel. We're both, uh, I'll jump into Deborah real quick. We're both 
originally graphic designers from all of this. So when we were working with companies that don't value really our values, that was really an internal struggle for us. And once we realized that it was, it just clicked and Brent, that's what you're saying. And that's when we switched over. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. I almost feel like, because you mentioned they're, they're more like contractors. I mean, it's almost, you know, I mean, general contractors, people that are, you know, doing home construction or building or, and I think that there's maybe this, for the solar niche in general, this, you know, thinking, oh, this is like a green, you know, these are like engineers or they're, they're people that are like on this revolution, this green revolution, right? When you really get down to like solar install on the home, I mean, it's not much different than like HVAC companies or, you know, other, other kind of home-based type businesses, which I think traditionally, um, you know, are very lead gen centric. And I mean, we've probably all been to, you know, HVAC websites or home builder websites and, and seeing uh, that there's a lot of room for improvement, right? For whatever reason, maybe, you know, I'm sure there's plenty that invest a lot in, in these types of services, but I think I've found for, for across our clients, right? There's a lot of them that don't, that just don't value the, the web. Maybe they focus more on the, you know, the sign signage within neighborhoods or, or what have you. Yeah. I just wanted to add to that. Like we did work with, a lot of great people, a lot of great companies in that space, but the large proportion, the large number of them were not a good fit for us. So as over and over, we were like, you know, getting leads that we didn't feel like were a good fit and that didn't care about what we care about, which we love design where, you know, just love that space. So you felt like you needed to make a change. And I think in hindsight, it looks like, you know, it's always really easy to connect those dots in in hindsight of like, oh, well, this happened and this happened. But I remember in the moment of this, I mean, it was, you know, it was having, you know, lots of calls and conversations of like, I think we're, I think this market's not really working for us. And it kind of got to a breaking point where you said, okay, this is enough. It's not really working for us. And we're going to do something different. Uh, how did you go through that discovery process to think about what was going to be next? Because I feel like a lot of people have a hard time choosing and going all in on one niche and, you know, let alone doing that multiple times. It's like, oh man, we got to like start all over again. We got to do this all, you know, we got to get start from scratch again, you know? So, so what were some of those decision-making criteria and things that you thought about when you evaluated what the next market was going to be? Yeah, and let, I'm going to back up a little bit too because I just want to say that it wasn't really hard to walk away from the solar niche. And and I, um, part of the problem was we were getting a lot of leads, um, but then we weren't really liking the leads that were coming in. So I was really afraid of turning it off because, you know, obviously, like any company, we have bills to pay, right? So 
I was concerned about shutting it down and shutting down like all our leads. But at the same time, they weren't really people that we wanted to work with. So, you know, at one point, I think Ashley and I just kept on getting more and more leads and we're just like, oh, we just are not feeling the connection with these people. And we really need to shut this down. And then we didn't really have a direction for a while. We had decided to shut it down, but we hadn't officially done it. And then I think right before we went to Guru's, it was like, oh, it was the end of the year. It was like in December. And I'm like, okay, that's it, Ashley. We're shutting it down. Like it was really hard too, because we put so much energy into that niche and so much time. And I was thinking, gosh, do we have the energy or even myself, do I have the energy to start up a whole new business knowing how much work it is? But, you know, we shut it down. And then this journey, like, has been so much faster because we've had so much experience. We knew exactly what to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that just to commend the the two of you, because stopping something that's kind of working. I mean, you just mentioned you were you were booking appointments. I mean, I think for a lot of people, a lot of agency owners, you know, getting appointments consistently coming in through marketing efforts is really hard because you're working in your business all the time. You've got a million other priorities and, you know, doing lead generation is something that's, that's really difficult. So here you have this brand, it's generating interest, you have authority in the market. You are signing clients, but at the end of the day, they're just not really aligned with you and you don't see yourself wanting to grow in that direction. And we've got to shut this down. I mean, I remember, I think briefly you looked at, you know, could we sell this or spin it off? And almost even just that conversation seemed like it was it was creating a, just a, as much of a headache. And then you just said, look, we're going to shut this down. And it, I remember it just went from like one day the website was up and then it was down. And it just was like straight up like this doesn't exist anymore. And I just think that that's so hard to to do. I think a lot of people struggle with that piece of it, right? It's a lot easier to let things kind of peter out or, you know, just kind of, hey, we're not going to put resources towards it anymore, but it's still out there versus just saying, hey, we're going to we're going to go ahead and like clear our minds of this thing so we can focus fully on the next thing. I think that's a really hard thing to do for people and I just want to give you uh commend you for for making that kind of a move. Yeah, thank you. It definitely was hard. Uh, it was hard to let go. It was, you know, we were worried about the money. Also, just, you know, the thought of failure, you have to be okay with that, that, you know, did we fail because we had this niche for like almost seven years, and then we shut it down? Or is it just, we went on this journey, we learned a lot. And now it's time to move on and do better things. Like, that's how I look at it. We learned an incredible amount and we're much better off because of it. And it wasn't even um, just that feeling of failure there. Once we closed that, we tried ads for several, several other different niches to see potentially where we could go. And those failed before we even landed on home designer marketing. What were some of the other markets you looked at? I, I remember now that you say that, I'm like, my memory is all of a sudden, I'm like, oh yeah, that was right. We There was like a little bit of a, hey, do we go this way or this way or this way? Uh, what were some of the other markets you looked at? I know there was fitness. 
Deborah, do you remember some of the other ones? I know that was one for sure. I think health. I'm really into health. So we thought maybe that was one. Um, I actually made a huge list. And then we even made like Google ads, didn't we? I almost forgot that we did all that. <laughs> we had ads and landing pages and testing and this and that. And we never even chose any of those niches. <laughs> and, and I think too, you know, I mean... It's easy to look at what you're doing now and say, wow, you're – because." And, and I want to definitely talk about what you've been up to with home designer marketing because I think it's – I think you did – you learned so much in gaining traction and authority and really scale within the solar market and to be able to come back and say, okay, we've got to do that all over again. But let's – instead of you know doing all the things that didn't work you know, in figuring it out within solar, let's only do the things that we know are going to work and get there faster. Um so I definitely want to talk about home designer marketing, but I also want to emphasize that there, you know, from the outside, it can almost appear like somebody's got it all figured out. And I think there is, there are these transition states, like you know, trying out a half dozen niches and paying for some ads. And I also just think that that's so cool too, of saying, hey, maybe there's some opportunities in this market or this market, and then you know, setting up some low-fi, you know, landing pages or little quick little funnels that you can set up in an afternoon. And paying for some traffic and just see, like, hey, can we get some appointments? Are people resonating with what we're talking about? And and I honestly, I did not want to start another niche because I don't know, just knowing how much energy it takes, <laughs> I was not thinking that I wanted to do it. Um, but then being without a niche for I don't know, maybe what I mean, really, we decided to shut it down, but we hadn't shut the whole thing down, but we didn't really have a place that we were excited about for what, maybe a year even. And just realizing we had no way to market. We had no association to join. We had no events to go to. Like we had no way to market our company. And it just was like, we we're so lost. We it felt so lost. lost. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. exactly what I was going to say. It didn't, when we would be putting together, whether it was a social post or email or blog post, whatever, it was very difficult because we can't talk to everybody. So it was very, very hard to have um, succinct messaging when our target was literally any business. Yeah, and any service. So we were offering like to any business, any service, we had no focus and we... I don't know. I just remember being totally lost. Now I'm going to I'm going to confess something. When the two of you decided to go all in on home designer marketing and I, I believe it was around February of 2020. Somewhere around there it was like, "Hey, we're going to do this and we got a website to launch and we're going to, you know, and then COVID got serious. It went from, you know, kind of like, "Hey, there's this thing in the background to like events are canceled. And, and we actually had an event in Denver in February. And it was like, there was some like, you know, murmurs around like, hey, I wonder what's happening with this whole thing. I think everybody generally washed their hands like a lot more, right? I remember my hands were like chapped because they were like, so like I'd, I washed them so much. Um, but it really, we didn't know what was about to happen. Like nobody really knew what was about to happen. And I think it was at that event that the two of you said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go all in on the home designer niche. And you very quickly got your new website up and running, a new brand. 
And then all of this, you know, then the world got like turned upside down inside of a snow globe and like shaken like really, really hard and everything just like kind of went, went to pieces. And I think I honestly, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a hard time to go after a new market. Like, you know, what's going to happen, right? Talk to me about where you were during that time. Were you thinking, okay, we should still go full, full blast on this? Was it, was there any doubt? Was it like, hey, maybe we should, you know, focus more on our, our generalist kind of agency? What was going on like March 2020 around this decision to, to re-niche the business? Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. I want to also just quickly say like, okay, we closed the solar business in December. We went to Denver to the in-person event, which was a three-day event in Denver. And we sat down to plan out like what we were going to do. And I was feeling extremely lost, honestly. I had no idea what direction to go. Ashley came up with the idea of doing marketing for home designers and focusing on branding. I actually didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I had no ideas. And we've been together for so long that I'm just like, I've just got to really trust her judgment and let her decide. So I just stepped back and let her decide. So we planned it out that three-day event in Denver, which was the end of February. By the beginning of March, we had the whole business set up, bank accounts, the business license. We had a one-page website. We had a logo. We had content. We had joined three associations that we had researched. So in four weeks, we set up the whole business. Yep. And I think it was a week after we joined the associations that it was worldwide pandemic. (laughs) It was a week later, shut down. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. But I just like, there's so many, I mean, there's so much good stuff to unpack of what a decision, like what it means to make a decision and commit to something. Four weeks, you had the entire business completely spun up and you had joined trade groups that, you know, and who knows whether those trade groups were ever going to lead to anything or whatever. Like you were making in investments, quantifiable investments into the market and you were you were taking steps. And I think that like doing all of that in four weeks, if you think about a, you know, you know, trying to get it right and, you know, niche down the first time and like, you know, do everything and in having fear or uncertainty about whether a niche is right. I think once you did make the decision and commit, I look at that game plan that you basically ran of, okay, cool, here's the list of things that we need to do, and let's jump right into a market. Like you jump right into you know, a trade group or an association, knowing that the last time you did this, 
you know, you eventually had made your way into some trade associations and they were good, right? It wasn't the whole story of how you marketed the business, but it was part of it. And you jumped into this a lot faster. And I mean, I've seen people where, you know, they'll, they'll choose a niche. It'll take three months to get even a landing page up, you know, another three months or six months to make some kind of commitment into the market, whether it's a conference, an association or something like that. Right. And so within four weeks, you're, you know, your new website set up, the new brand set up, bank accounts, all that good stuff. And, and we're even making commitments into the market. So pandemic hits. What then? Yeah. So the pandemic hit, I don't think Ashley was super happy with me because I was like, well, since my role is sales, I'm like, well, I'm not going to sell right now. So maybe I'll just go ride my bike for the next six six months. <laughs> like, that's what I thought to myself. And then, you know, there's the book of the go-giver, uh, giving back, you know, to the community. And I really had to take a couple of days off and really think about what I was going to do for the next six months. And I really did some soul searching and decided, you know, I could go ride my bike or do whatever for six months. But then I thought, you know, with all the knowledge that we have, being in the YouGurus community where we've been doing training almost weekly for the last seven years, like an amazing amount of knowledge that Ashley and I both have that nobody else has unless they've been in a community like this. It's just amazing everything that we learn. So I was like, well, you know, my mission right now is not to make, not to sell anybody, but just have a huge give back attitude and try to help people stay in business. So that became my mission. And over this last year, we did wrote about 25 different webinars and put on over 60. So that's where that came from. Over 60 webinars in a brand new market prior to March of 2020, really no relationships whatsoever in the market. And now you've delivered over 60 webinars and workshops. Yeah. And let me just say that one of the associations that we signed up for was IBS. And um, they have been amazing and super supportive. One of the clients I signed up with today told me how much she appreciated us supporting IBS and helping and how much education we have done that she wouldn't work with anybody else because of that. I mean, you know, one of the things I talk to people about is, you know, if you, if you want to become like the go-to in your market, uh, if you want to have raving fans in your market and raving fans are people that, you know, when they, when they engage your agency, they say things like that, you know, versus, Hey, our referrals like, Oh, Hey, I heard you worked with Deborah and, you know, maybe you can help me. We'd love to talk to you, right? But a raving fan is like, I will only work with you because, you know, I've been following all the great work you do and and love what you're up to. And I think it's incredible that, I mean, you know, that's happening in July of 2021 for you. So you've been in the market for over a year. But I think that was starting to happen even like six months in. You were starting to get people that were saying like, wow, this is so valuable and you've been so helpful. Like you were starting to nurture and develop what I'd call raving fans I think within like three or four months of being within a couple in this months. Market. Yeah. 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 Let me. We did was April. 
Yeah. And let the me The first say webinar too, was April? April. So we were open for like a month and a half, maybe two months. So, so in, 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 I just like, oh, I just, I love this so much because, you know, four weeks, right? To get the, the website brand, all that kind of stuff up. You're already doing awareness activities and, and live webinars in a market within a couple of months of, you know, by April, right? You're launching in March. By April, we're actively engaged in the market. We're engaging people out there in, in the space, uh, which is super cool. Yeah, we start doing webinars for the associations, then we start doing webinars for ourselves. And I also want to highlight that one of the things that we did as a company is I told Ashley, I said, do whatever you need to do. Give our clients that are working with us extra of whatever, help them stay in business. Like do whatever you need to do. We won't charge them for it. Like we definitely delivered a ton of extra services for our Friday marketing clients. Then for our home designer marketing with the association, we decided in the webinar to have like, remember the social media pilot program. So we were going to bring on one or two companies to help them with their social media over the pandemic. We ended up signing up 12 or 14 companies that we delivered over $3,000 worth of work to each for free. So like we really developed some raving fans. I know it was like a lot of extra investment on our part, um, but we both really gave a ton of extra time and effort to help. And that like we had a bunch of clients sign up with us. We did not expect, you know, to have that happen. And I think that too with, uh, you know, when, when we're, when you are marketing, when you're getting involved in those early stages of, of a market, I think it's, you know, we, we, I love having a, a marketing engine or a lead gen funnel where you can say, okay, I put in this much marketing fuel and I do this, this, and this is what the numbers look like. But I always tell people like all you know, all bets are off in that traction phase of, a, of, of, you know, going into a brand new market and trying to break into, right, break through that wall that people put up to protect themselves, right? Because like, you know, people feel threatened if all of a sudden people feel like they're, they're not part of the club or the community and all of a sudden they're being, you know, new, new companies are coming in and trying to, you know, poach or they're being very aggressive or targeting the market to just be one more market versus being like really involved in your niche. I mean, you two have decided, hey, this is our market. We're going to go help these people. We're going to go all in. And I think in those early days, that mindset is really valuable to not always be thinking, okay, there has to be a direct ROI, but there's more of a, a benefit of like learning meeting, nurturing, and knowing that, hey, if we do enough of this, eventually we're going to find some breakthroughs into a market and be able to uh, build a business. So uh, a year ago and some change, obviously, home designers were 0% of your business. You know, Fast forward a year and a couple of months, what percentage of your business is now made up by the home designer niche? I think it's about 50, is it 50%, Ashley? I haven't looked at that number. Yeah. Yeah, but we're building momentum like continuously, even today. <laughs> couple, couple more clients today. So, so congrats on that. I think getting to fifty percent of your your income within a year 
in a market is absolutely fantastic. And I think that momentum is what is most fun. Plus, you're working with more clients. It sounds like you love and enjoy working with, which is super cool. Ashley and Deborah, this conversation has been absolutely amazing. I think learning more about your journey, sharing some of those pitfalls, some of those successes with our audience is uh, has been really awesome today. Are you two ready for our lightning round? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, you got this one, Ashley. Yeah. Just make a decision. Don't, don't hesitate unless it's, you know, something you need to maybe hesitate on, but just go for it. I mean, your, your worst decision you can make is no decision, right? I absolutely believe that, that making no decision is a decision. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I would say always learning, reading, listening to podcasts. Like I constantly, and and maybe even listening to content over and over. Like I feel like, you know, you listen to content once and you kind of got a taste of it. But if you listen to it over and over, you're living it. You You can implement it. Like you can't implement content or stuff that you learn just by listening to it once. For me, I would say just being a very habit-based person. Um, so keeping the ducks in a row is a habit-based activity. So <laughs> having a, having that habit-based kind of personality has really helped me. Can you share an internet resource, tool, or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners will find valuable? Um, definitely go high level and click up. Those click are two day every day. <laughs> yeah. We're in love with both of those tools. Awesome. Well, uh, High Level is uh, actually sponsoring our show right now. So if listeners uh, have, have been on this show so far, they probably already heard a uh, High Level ad. Uh, definitely check out our show notes from today. And uh, there's a, a link for uh, you gurus. It's gohighlevel.com slash you gurus. And you guys can get some, some extra time on that trial. So love High Level awesome people over that, that at that company. Uh, what book would you recommend and why? All right. I definitely have more than one. So Rocket Fuel, definitely Ashley and I were so opposite from each other. It definitely helped us like value each other's differences. Traction, Psycho-Cybernetics, Miracle Morning, because I'm a person that always needs to improve like I'm always working on trying to improve my habits, be obsessed or be average. I have so many good books. For me, it's traction. I mean, I'm I'm like a back to basics kind of person um, that I could read over and over again um, and always keep learning, right? So we're, we run on the traction model um, and I would not do it any other way. So traction, traction, traction. And can I just add something, Brent, that... I asked Ashley to read Traction because I wanted to implement it, have it implemented for our business. And I think in two weeks, we are running on Traction. (laughs) She's not wrong. (laughs) Well, I will make sure that in our show notes, we link out to Rocket Fuel uh, Traction, if you haven't already heard that uh, a few times on our show. Psycho-Cybernetics is always a great read. Miracle Morning, Be Obsessed or Be Average. We'll also link out to Go High Level as well as click up on our show notes at yougurus.com slash podcast. How can folks learn more about what you all do? And do you have anything for them to check out? 
Yeah, you can find us online at homedesignermarketing.com or on social at Home Designer Marketing. Awesome. Well, we will also link out to homedesignermarketing.com and our show notes page. We'll link out to your social profile so folks want to learn more about your agency and uh, and get in touch with you. We will make sure that they have those links. Hugurus.com forward slash podcast. So make sure you check that out if you're out on the road or on a run or like me on your bike. And I don't mean on uh, my bike hosting the podcast. Somebody asked me that the other day, they're like, how do you host a podcast on your bike? And I'm like, no, 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 listening to the podcast. So listening to the podcast on your bike, I am definitely not riding my bike and uh, and hosting at the same time. That would require some definite talent that I'm not sure I have yet, but uh, we'll see. So uh, Deborah, Ashley, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brent. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.